Welcome to the Major Journey Podcast, where we showcase stories from cannabis industry power players. Guests take us on journeys and immerse us in the roller coaster ride, both in and out of the cannabis space, that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth in their personal and professional lives. Today's special guest is North Carolina's first female hemp farmer. She entered the hemp scene with a force behind education and collaboration and is now considered one of the preeminent experts of all things hemp. She participates in the hemp research trials with North Carolina State University, has a TEDx speech on hemp, and is a founding member of the Women in Hemp nonprofit. As an inspiring farmer who's developed into a catalyst for the U.S. hemp scene, she has designed, built, and created a vertically integrated brand that's involved in growing, processing, manufacturing, distributing, and franchising with eight CBD dispensaries across four states, all with the intention to deliver easy and safe access to quality products from seed to shelf with an emphasis on hemp and health. Without further ado, Franny Tacey, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Mike. It's good to be here. Franny, I've had the pleasure of working with you for the past year or so, and I've been very fortunate enough to not just learn about your story and your journey in and out of hemp, but to also be there as you continue to write your story and make very big things happen. So for those who don't know your backstory, can you take us back to before you were deemed North Carolina's first female hemp farmer and tell us a little bit about where all of that magic started? Sure. Well, I just want to say it has been a pleasure this past year getting to know each other. And you're right, we are writing our stories and continue to do that. So um, really before I was known as a hemp farmer and a hemp business person, I was known as the hippie in high heels. I was in pharmaceutical sales uh, for over a decade, about 12 years with the world's largest pharmaceutical company, you know, managing a $10 million territory in what I called the unhealth care industry. Um, but really before that, you know, I grew up, my dad was a cattle farmer. I grew up with part-time when my parents were divorced on the farm. And like a lot of people, all we want to do when we grow up is take our most joyful, joyous, happy times from childhood bring that into our future, provide it for our families. So for me, that was always the farm. There was no dreams of weddings in a white dress. I wanted my farm. And as I became disgruntled in the pharmaceutical industry, you know, and our son was 15, he could drive. I was like, this is the time. This is the time we got to have the farm. You promised me. And we ended up getting the farm in 2012, which was before hemp was on the scene, but in back in forestry school 30 years ago, I read the emperor wears no clothes and the blinders came off then. So for 30 plus years, I've always known that in my lifetime that cannabis would become a viable business and industry, but oh, the magic, I had no idea that I would be part of that movement. So everything is just may it be better than we could imagine, right? Totally. And so how did you actually go from working in pharmaceuticals to make that decision to pull the trigger and say, you know what, we're going to do this and we're going to go head in and this is going to be it. And this is going to be the story that we're going to write. 
Well, I mean, it was a transition. Like I said, I had the farm way before five years before we even planted hemp. And when I planted hemp, it wasn't even on the radar. It was still completely illegal. So transitioning to the farm was a big change because I was still working in pharmaceuticals, but it became more and more. I became disconnected from what I was doing every day in life and in business. And I was like, just, I mean, I had the cynical, almost sense sense of wicked humor and disgust with what I was doing and this love for the farm. I did everything, was teaching business farming classes and more and more just drawn to it. So it wasn't until after, you know, many years, right before we planted hemp that I was like, okay, this is a leap. This is time to leap and then look. I mean, forget it. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Legislatively had been involved. North Carolina was the seventh state to grow, the ninth state to come online and to pass the industrial hemp pilot program. And it happened three weeks before seed was supposed to be in the ground. And that's what we had. So it had gone through legislation five times and not been approved. So when it did at literally 1158 at night, you know, we're, we're also embedded in this like political stuff right now. Well, that worked in my favor. A lot of times it does. A lot of times it doesn't. <laughs> um, and you wake up the next day and you're like, OMG, it passed. What do we do now? I guess we get uh, Antoni over in Italy to get us our seed and form this collective with the co-op and get this in North Carolina and get it in the ground. So there you have it. Leap, then look. We don't have to do that anymore, though. So um, I do not suggest that by any means, <laughs> nor do I really suggest. I mean, we had nobody there to rely on. So as we evolved, we had to be vertically integrated. There was nobody to process. It didn't even exist in the South. We were like, what? But through my farm network, we knew about processing oil. No, it's just the industry's changed. You don't have to be vertically integrated. You can be the best at what you do, just like you, Mike. You're a PR guy. You make connections. You find stories. You find the meat of something. That's what this industry is wide open for any professional that has a talent now. Don't do as I do or don't do as I say, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, um, and that's where the real viability for the industry is right now to be the best at what you are and find your place in it. That's so interesting. And so I think a lot of listeners are facing that, facing that moment in time where they're about to transition very similar to yourself, how they're doing something where maybe they feel disconnected from it and they want to take that leap, whether it be in cannabis or whether it be, you know, somewhere else where a lot of folks may look at you or other leaders and entrepreneurs and say, Oh, wow, that individual had a lot of luck that helped them get to where they are today. What's your belief or philosophy on when people say, Oh, wow, you know, you got really lucky. That's amazing. Do you feel like you have to create your own luck and your own opportunities as an entrepreneur? What's your take on that? Absolutely. I mean, this is all so much deeper than just the surface. You know, on mm. the surface, we all have a resume and we have a job and, you know, we create through our education, this experience and this persona of who we are professionally, but deep within we are connected to something else that is 
maybe luck is is a word, but manifesting, taking control, really becoming clear about what is your truth and what do you thrive at and what do you want? Be careful what you ask for. You'll get it. Um, And so, I mean, that is part of this path and a lot of what's really evolved for me the past year, it continues to change. I wanted to plant hemp. I didn't know until eight months afterwards that I was the first female farmer. And I still didn't believe it when they told me. I called North Carolina Department of Ag and I said, is this true? Because I don't believe this. Why didn't I know before now? So creating it, you have to think it, you have to believe it. And even if you don't believe it, you know, the whole thing, fake it till you make it, pray about it, write about it. It's Mm -hmm. always changing. We get to do whatever we want. So I wanted to be the farmer. Well, I got to be the first female hemp farmer. You can't replicate that. Woo, that's so cool. I had no idea. Um, Then manufacturing and creating the products, so important to me to have that and doing the research and development personally involved in that creation. So it was something else we created. We had somebody else making our products when we started, Mm -hmm. while we grew our first crop to learn. So is that luck? No. I mean, it's, yeah, I think, I mean, trust me, late forties. I mean, my whole family was questioning me. They're like, okay, you're on to another career, which is farming. And I'm concerned you have a forestry degree, master's in education, PhD coursework with Smithsonian Institute, 12 years in pharmaceuticals, which is a solid career path. And you're giving it all up to farm. Well, yeah. What are you willing to do? It's more than luck. It's intestinal fortitude. And when you believe something, you know it. There's no denying it. You can't do it any other way. And I've made decisions and I've had to move forward and let go of things I didn't, that I love. You know, I love. There's people and situations because I now work for a plant. And I think in my dreams, she's... Uh, paving the way. <laughs> That's amazing. So as you, as you described it, there's so many different aspects to Franny's pharmacy, right? You have the manufacturing, you have the agriculture, you have the processing, the franchising. Um, all of that doesn't come without some adversity or some challenges and obstacles along the way. As somebody who can look back in hindsight and say, okay, you know, we've had victories, we've had, you know, some challenges, we had some losses. What advice would you give somebody starting out or maybe somebody who's in the middle of their journey and they're up against some pretty big challenges? What would you say to somebody who just needs that little bit of light to help them overcome that that maybe the biggest challenge that they're facing yet on their entrepreneurial journey? Um, Well, it may be something you don't expect because it has nothing to do with business, but it has everything to do with life. Breathe, breathe, breathe in our breath. And with each breath, there is new hope. There is clarity. Take a time out and breathe. We started this and there is nothing business as usual. Don't expect it. A lot of the disappointment and the challenges come from false expectations. Don't expect, be open to flow and breathe. And a lot of it is just, it's going to come and it won't seem so traumatic because 
there is a lot, a lot of stuff. Just as an entrepreneur alone, you know, we've been an entrepreneur, we've built a farm, built all this stuff. But this industry, even though it's federally legal, it is still not operating business as usual. There's still so much overlap and confusion between hemp and marijuana and federal regulations. You, If you get knocked down by any challenge, don't get in the game. Don't get in the game. But if your theme song like mine is, you know, um, I get knocked down, but I get up again. No, you're never going to keep me down. Well, then rock on because that's what's going to happen. Breathe. That's really good advice. And so being in pharmaceuticals before you got into cannabis, um, what would you say is something that you've learned from being in the cannabis industry that you don't think that you could really learn or soak up from any other industry that's sort of business as usual? Because cannabis is a totally different beast. It's a completely different animal to come in and, and operate a business and be successful at it. What do you think you learn from being in this industry that you don't necessarily get a chance to learn from being in another industry? Well, especially because on the hemp and CBD side, this is all new. You've got to be authentic and be your true self. And there's no other way to do it. If you try to fit in a model, like every business out there, they have models, right? Mm. They have a path to success. You can't advertise, you can't do any of that. The only thing you can do here is be authentic and true to yourself because 85% of the businesses that have started with this idea of money, gone. Or 85% of the businesses, who, who cares what their motivation was? It's new, it's risky. So you, you gotta start small, be authentic because Otherwise, you will get swept away in the currents. And there is a lot being new and being that the market is unregulated. There are a lot of false promises and there is no guideline to follow. This is why we became vertically integrated to plug people into that path. So if they can't be true to themselves necessarily or they don't know how to fit in, that's why we do franchising. That's why we support them in wholesale accounts to give them products they can trust. This is why we add people into our farming network to bring that in to the, I mean, everything happens with people. You just got to find your right people. That's, that's so incredible. And so how do you, how do you and the entire team at Franny's Pharmacy, what do you guys do to stay authentic, stay transparent, and just continue paving the way for not just for, for business in, in hemp and CBD, but even you as a, as a woman leader who's kind of paving the way for how things should be done moving forward in cannabis? What are some of the things that you guys are doing to, to stay authentic and really stay ahead of the curve of everybody else? Well, it's... Really, um, it's really beautiful because when we started this, it was so heart-centered. It was like this crop that's going to revolutionize agroeconomies, which I still believe it mm. will do. And we have the farm still at that heart. So, you know, expanding, I mean, what we do to stay authentic is we expand some of that heart-centered stuff that now it's more than just hemp we grow. We're growing botanicals for other for 
things we're using in our products. We're expanding that and we're fine tuning it. And the things that feel so good, we're doing more of that, like franchising. Our franchise owners are so amazing that and how we resonate because we're a mirror of each other, like expanding and finding more of that and really talking with people and doing more of what feels good is where we are right now. Our company collectively found a nonprofit that really resonates with us in agriculture and youth. Those are my personal passions and doing more of this, doing more, more of what feels good is the way to be authentic. And, you know, it, it always helps for me, you know, being a, a woman at the helm and being such a visionary and so big, having the right team that sees details. You know, I'm 20 years ahead of any and everything and being surrounded and supported by authentic people that understand me and see what the outcome's supposed to be and know how to back it up in every day, every day, stay clear and true to that vision of changing people's lives. That's so powerful. And I think when you have a narrative like that, and when you actually back that up, like you do with all your actions, with the team, with the culture and everything mixed together, that's how you're able to kind of create that snowball effect. And like you said, it, it shows in your franchisees, it shows in your team, it shows in the people that come in and experience the products. It's almost like everybody's a reflection of themselves. And it's a real beautiful thing when you're able to see it kind of just trickle down from the top to the team, to the customers, to everybody who's buzzing about it. And it really does take that big picture vision and dedication to not cut corners and not just go into it strictly for profits. Um, so just hats off to you and the entire team for, for consistently being able to do that. One of the things that you mentioned was doing things that, that feel good and feel right. I want to take a little detour, goat yoga. That is yeah. something that has really caught my attention that you guys are up to. Can you share with our listeners, you know, what is goat yoga for those who don't know what it is and how have you incorporated that into Franny's farm? So I'm all about fun and anybody knows they call me Franny fun. Um, and there's nothing more adorable and fun than a baby goat. They are bouncy. They are loving. They love to snuggle. So again, sharing joy. So I don't even know. It was years ago. Somebody sent a video about somebody that did that in Oregon. And I was like, Oh, we got to do this. And so we ended up our farm. We have goat yoga. We bring the baby goats out. We have baby goats right now um, and have a yoga teacher and Vice TV came out. And sometimes it just ends up like a pile of laughter and joy. So uh, we also like to incorporate the CBD awareness into that with a, a special event called Toke with a Goat. Cool. So, which is a ton of fun too. I'm like, let's make everything connected, right? So we'll smoke CBD. We'll use different topicals before we're doing yoga to stretch because immediately when you use it, you immediately feel it. So let's just throw it all and wrap it all up together. So we laugh, we use CBD, we smoke CBD, and we play with goats. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and so now, right now, because of COVID, we're not doing the gathering. We are doing private events. 
So mm-hmm. there's people that are in smaller groups that are doing this. But as a guest on the farm, again, like full disclosure, we I'm a wide open book. Uh, do I do everything perfect? No, but do I try to? Mm, not even. I just try to be authentic. But guests get to come and stay on our farm. So during the grow season, they get to walk through hemp fields. They get to see a hemp history tour. They get to touch goats, feed goats. It's all about interacting with an experience. That's so cool. Yeah, it's fun. I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, And so aside from the goat yoga, what new and exciting things are happening at Franny's Pharmacy as far as any new products that might be coming out or just really any kind of new developments that you're excited to share with everybody? Oh, okay. I love manufacturing. Science and research is just like, oh, it gets me so excited. (laughs) And so in our manufacturing, we've had a, a public stock option available. It's still actually live. And what we've done with the investment funds and the people that are buying into this concept is expand our edibles division. So there's a lot of the science and research about how effective edibles can be in certain aspects of CBD, but we're releasing a lemon kush, a new gummy flavor, which those are my favorite. I love like tart and Oh, so that is just coming out and chocolate is my favorite thing in the world. So what do we do more of more of things I love? So we will be releasing interesting new flavors. Um, Our gummies being all natural have just they're a hit all over the country. It is often one of the things that we have to put on back order and only allow to our franchises. So increasing that chocolates and gummies. Yay. Um, Some reformulations get, you know, again, we're just fine tuning everything, but oh, these truffles, they're so (laughs) good. They melt in your mouth. I'm so so excited to try them out. And I can, I can vouch for the gummies. The gummies are my absolute favorite and they are just the best little afternoon treat. Like if you feel like you've had a great day, or even if you feel like you've had, you know, a day that's just a little bit more stressful than normal, it just feels like you're getting a giant hug. Yes. And it's so good. I mean, we have, it's like taking a vitamin for ourselves. We have an endocannabinoid system. We should consume it every day. So just like our bodies are different every day, doesn't mean that we still don't drink water every day or consume CBD every day. And another really great thing about gummies is it's um, in the vitamin and healthcare world, they started putting all these vitamins and so forth in gummies so people psychologically are already programmed is not the word or adjusted to Mm -hmm. consuming that so it's a way that is easy to give to children and the elderly that may be on other medications because that's the beautiful thing about cbd is it dogs children it doesn't matter it's for every mammal we all have endocannabinoid systems So that's another thing that I love about the gummies. You can get the flavors that you like, but it's easy dosing for especially children and the elderly. So cool. And one of the really interesting things that I just discovered recently, you and I had a conversation about this, is that, can you tell us a little little bit about how you're using spirulina as a food coloring alternative? Because I think a lot of the listeners are going to love hearing about that. Yeah. Well, personally, I'm allergic to 
a lot of artificial ingredients and food coloring is one of them. So when we create our products, it's just not even an option. There's no way. So when you want to get creative and you want to find beautiful green, blue colors, you use spirulina. For the orange, you can use turmeric. For the red, you can use beet. So we use all natural ingredients in all our products and it makes perfect sense. And I know a lot of times people are concerned about cost controlling our vertical supply chain and being vertically integrated allows us to be very competitive in the market. Um, but yes, it truly, it does. I mean, because these ingredients and a lot of stuff, it's not like we're buying these wholesale from China. We're growing them and planting them and spending months and months to create products that you will consume. So yeah, I love all the things that we're doing to make it really so, so energetically good and healthy for everybody. Yeah. And that's so important too, because you were saying that a lot of, a lot of people are now getting more accustomed to taking gummies as a vitamin or a supplement or whatever it may be. And the other day I was at the store and just looking at different options and a lot of gummies, they just were filled with, sure they had, you know, vitamin D, vitamin C, all that stuff, but they were just filled with all this artificial flavoring and all these, yeah. like I call them just like synthetic components. And I'm like, I don't want to take a, a vitamin if it's also going to be giving me all of this other junk. So when I heard that you guys were using spirulina, I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm super picky, picky eater. I mean, I've been growing food for my whole life and have a son that's 24, you know, a world-class athlete from raising him out of a garden, never been to a doctor for being sick. It is super important to me in the authenticity that it is it's just not a matter of cost. It initially it is made a huge, it was we felt almost cost prohibitive. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to do it, but putting that out into the market and being such a, a niche product that nobody else is doing, it takes longer. We have to hand make them. They cure longer. There's a lot more that goes into it, but the results is so much better. And again, authentic, you know, the only food in our food products, please. That is only food grade, healthy, real products go in our products. Yeah. That's just the way it's got to be. It's the way it's got to be and the way it should be. Yeah. So Franny, I want to be conscious of your time, but I have two more questions for you. One, I know that you're a big, big foodie. And so what is your favorite cannabis or hemp and CBD infused dish that you love to cook right now. We're recording this right before Thanksgiving, um, leading up to Thanksgiving in the holiday time. What is your number one go-to or just like all time favorite dish to cook when you're using hemp, whether it be a tincture, some honey, um, or any other kind of ingredient that you're mixing in there. Okay. I can't pick a favorite, but with Thanksgiving, I do want to highlight this. This cream of mushroom soup that I make that Ooh. is like a gravy, it could go anywhere. And you actually use hemp milk in it too, 
which is the best thing instead of having a cream and anything to replace it. It's got protein. It's healthy. It comes from the seed. It doesn't have CBD. I like to infuse it with CBD, but it is off the chain. We're going to be giving that recipe out. And then another favorite is my butternut squash cookies. And I know it sounds crazy, but I just made them last night and everybody freaks out about it. And it's got a little bit of our CBD honey in there as the sweetener and some hemp seeds. And other than that, both of these are, are vegan recipes, although I'm not necessarily vegan. We grow and raise our own meat and I, I eat ethical meat. But there's so many people with so many food allergies now, especially dairy. I'm super sensitive to so easy. These are like 10 minute recipes to prepare and will blow your mind and results. So I will make sure that I, you have those recipes. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorite for Thanksgiving, the ones that were really super requested. Awesome. Well, if you turn them into blog posts, I'll be sure to link them down in the uh, in the show notes and the show show description for people to check out after they're done listening to this episode. Awesome. Cool. And then um, to leave everybody off with a with a golden nugget, I wanted to ask you if you could go back in time and give the younger Franny Tacey some words of advice, whether it be personal or professional, what would that be? I would just say, go easy on yourself, girl. It's okay. I tend to be um, overachiever and perfectionist. And it's that's hard. It's hard to be that way. We all need to be kinder and gentler with ourselves and our inner child. And I can still be a warrior and seize the day without seizing myself. So I would just tell myself, just be nicer to yourself and go with the flow. I love that. I think all of us need a little reminder like that from time to time. Yep. Yep. So Franny, if people want to reach out to you and connect with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? To connect with me personally, going through Franny Tacey on Instagram and Facebook. Those are the ones that I actively engage with. Um, but to get in touch with our products, which please, I hope anybody listening will go to our website, which is franniespharmacy.com. And remember, that's F-A-R-M, farm, putting the farm in pharmacy. Uh, go to franniespharmacy.com. You can find out any and everything about our business, um, our products, order, get involved, however you want to be. And that's also a great method And then, of course, if you want to see the farm or stay at the farm, go through Franny's Farm. I love it. Thank you for that. I'm everywhere just so you can find me. (laughs) That's the best way to do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. North Carolina's first female hemp farmer, Franny Tacey. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it, and we hope to see you soon. Thank you, Mike. All right, everybody. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 
Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network.